welcome to Plan K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we are doing the final four episodes of Flower of Evil. Woo! Yeah! Um, before, <laughs> I don't know, before we get started though, like before we jump into it, uh... We both have news to share, so my news is this week I uh, binge-watched, like, five different horror things, so. <gasps> That's so cool! Yeah, no, I've uh, I've been getting really into horror, so Flower of Evil has, like, really fit into that. If y'all aren't aware, we do record our episodes just a little bit early, so Halloween is in two days. Yeah, we're way ahead of schedule, look at us. Because stuff comes up, you know? Sometimes there's, like, surprising news. Um, for example, I don't know, do you have anything? <laughs> I don't know. Is there any <laughs> any surprising news in any, my life? Yeah, any big, like, uh, who knew? Wow. <laughs> kind of news. <laughs> there is, actually, now that you say that, I do remember um, <laughs> the reason I've been sick for the past like four weeks and I'm going to be sick for the next four to six weeks I don't know is that I am pregnant yeah Woo! fan k baby there's gonna be a little baby k drama fan in our future yeah there is oh yeah so baby baby on board that has been my thing. If you're wondering how I'm staying so cool about this, obviously Emily told me a couple weeks ago, and I did cry three times in the same Skype <laughs> call, so. <laughs> I cry every day, if that helps. Is it... In a good way and in a terrible way, because I'm so sick. Oh. Like, there's the, first you start with the cry because you're so moved to tears by the fact that you've got a miracle growing inside of you, and then you're... Yeah. And then you're moved to tears because, goddamn, so sick. So sick. Just, like, chill with the miracle. <laughs> I cannot. Um, but yeah, now we gotta save up all these episodes so that in nine months I can take... <laughs> Two months off. Yep, take some maternity leave. Oh, we're gonna be going hard in that last couple uh, months of pregnancy, just stocking up episodes. Yeah. Then you'll be crying because of K-dramas and crying because you're ready to just have a baby. Uh-huh. And then I will be off the air for a couple months, and you will never know, because you'll still hear me crying <laughs> in your little time capsule episodes that we will try and prepare <laughs> diligently yep if you ever listened to our goblin episodes you'll remember the weird k-drama blitz we went on at that <laughs> point in time because i went into surgery and i had to take a couple months off and but we did not want you guys to take a couple months off and if you remember that madness we're going to enter into a similar madness did we even finish Goblin all at once? I thought we ended up still taking like two months in the middle. I I cannot remember. I feel like we either took two months in the middle or we finished it. But either way, we tried. I just remember there was one week that I watched a lot of hours of K-drama. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have done this before. Never successfully. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> We also are not professional enough to be like, and this week, checks watch, it's Christmas, so Merry Christmas, everyone. Like, we are like, happy Halloween, guys, and probably <laughs> for you, it's like mid-November. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving at this point, <laughs> you're in the States. We are not good at this. No. But uh, that's fine. Yeah, happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> Happy Halloween in your memories. I hope you remember how fun it was watching Flower of Evil. And <laughs> I hope you remember how fun it was watching all kinds of horror movies. Those are the days. <laughs> uh, we have one more piece of news. It may not be as exciting to everyone else as it is to us. Mm -mm. But we got a new Patreon subscriber. <laughs> ben! My pen pal, yes. my BFF from Hawaii, 
Hey, what's up? Hey, Ben, hey. Thank you. Ben, hey. Actually, now that we're doing this, though, I feel like um, if we want Ben's hey to be part of the episode posting tomorrow, then we need to record something separately so I can edit it in. We can do double. We double can leave hey. this one in and record a bonus one after. <laughs> double hey to Ben. He deserves double it. Double hey to Ben. Yeah. He writes the best he... emails. He was above a happy tier subscriber. Happy award winner. Yeah. We need to make a new title tier for Ben. It's going to be called the Ben tier. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's either the Ben tier or the Sonia Jin tier. Oh, I feel like Ben would like that. I think so. Or Sunny. <laughs> or Sunny. He's into Sunny, and Sunny's such a precious character from Goblin. Yeah, that's a classic, honestly. If we do like Sunny tier. Sunny tier? Oh, we'll pick one and get back to it <laughs> in a more professional manner. <laughs> We're just free balling right now. We're so excited. Thank you yeah, thanks, so much. Ben. Thanks for listening. Thanks for emailing us. You write, like I said, you write the best emails. And thanks for being a subscriber. Thank you. I don't know how to talk about myself. I was hoping this corner would be longer. We will work on this part of the show. We will workshop talking about ourselves because <laughs> we do want to try harder to do that. Yeah, just like check in with y'all. So that it's not um, surprising when we stop at the beginning of an episode to let you know Emily's pregnant. Because <laughs> I don't know why I implied that's just going to be happening enough that you shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but we kind of forced it in there this time. And hopefully moving forward, you'll just get to know us better and get used to us having like a, hey, what's up? It's us corner of the podcast. We'll do it very naturally. This is so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's so hard to do. I mean, you did better than I did. You actually talked about yourself. I just made something up because I knew you had bigger news. <laughs> it was like the lead up. I just did like the little the little wind up before the pitch. <laughs> we struggle. We struggle to talk about ourselves. But you know, I'm three months in. It felt like you would no eventually you probably wouldn't have but probably once all those backup episodes come out after I have the baby y'all will be like things are getting weird it seems like they tried to record every single day of the week and they're acting really deranged why do they keep making an inside joke like we know what they were talking about when that's from three weeks ago oh it's from three hours ago that's why that's why oh <laughs> okay, I think they're broken. That will be us. <laughs> ha. ha. So fair warning. What if we had just waited until you had the baby to tell them? I thought about it. <laughs> I mean, I haven't even put it on Facebook or Instagram, and I wasn't planning on it until maybe after I had the baby. Oh, that would be amazing, <laughs> actually, though. Like, to do that to your friends, and I think probably your family knows. Yeah, but... my family knows. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe you have some, like, family members you don't talk to very often. Yeah. Some distant cousins. Yeah, a second cousin that is going to find out after the baby's born. But you all know first. You all know first because we're all second maybe cousins we're a here. little bit closer. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's kind of nice. And I don't know. That wasn't supposed to be a strong and. It was just another thought that popped into my head that I wanted <laughs> to share. Anyways, I wanted to post on Instagram or wherever, everywhere, a little picture of our baby in a onesie. That Jason said we should get a onesie that says Made in Japan. Oh. Isn't that so cute? That is so cute. Oh, made in Japan, baby. Oh, that's that actually kills me. I thought you were going to say a play on K onesie. Oh, that would be really cute. Yeah. The one and only play on K onesie because nobody else would want them. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's a super high demand for play on K onesies. <laughs> But there's a demand for one of them now. Yep. E. 
me tearing up thinking about Made in Japan onesies and play on K onesies. It's fine. I'm normal. <laughs> yeah, if there's a lot more crying on the podcast, which I feel like we cry a stupid amount on this podcast already. Like, very embarrassing. Like, get a hold of yourselves, you're two adult women. Yeah. <laughs> if, there's going to be more of that within the next year. So sorry. Sometimes do you feel like we're playing chicken with each other, trying to get each other to cry, or is that just my crazy brain? <laughs> I've never felt that, but I really enjoy that. <laughs> That's like, really neat. Who can share the detail from the <laughs> K-drama we just watched that hit the hardest? Ooh, you're pretty good at that game. <laughs> I love that game. And then <laughs> if it doesn't make you cry, I make sure to explain it in such detail that it does. <laughs> I'm usually a quiet crier, so I feel like I usually can hold it together pretty well until it seems like it's my turn to talk again, and then I don't know what to do because I cannot speak. I just become a pile of sniffles. I'm just like a snot monster when I cry, <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> the whole time. And then you know. And then you know Raquel's crying. Mikhail's crying. Or has allergies, because that does also happen a lot. And I try and edit those out, but... Sometimes you can't. Can't catch them all. So Flower of Evil. So Flower of Evil, man. A good 15-episode <laughs> K-drama with one Samsung commercial tacked onto the end of it. Loved that. They brought it over and over again. If you weren't compelled by the new flip Samsung... Which was cute. I was somewhat compelled. Yeah, yeah. I um, I have used Apple products since the beginning of time, uh, since the beginning of Apple. I'm happy with Apple products. It's I'm not the kind of like warrior that like goes to battle over thinking one has to have one or the other. Um, but I personally am happy with Apple. Damn, that was a seamless flip. You know, you can't see it. Literally seamless seamless um so cool to have a touchscreen flip phone yeah the future is now it's 2020 hello but but it around the time we watched them use it as a notepad for the like third time to reiterate whatever they were saying in the k-drama just as like a fun little scribble notes um <laughs> needlessly oh, I'm just so frustrated even thinking about it I know I'm being a baby like pay the bills get your ad money proud of you flower of evil but how many times did we need to squeeze features into that last episode honestly it made me really miss blatant subway advertising <laughs> this show didn't have as many like food advertisements I think not as much fried chicken not as many subway ads I was into it yeah I feel like for a k-drama that is this level of drama like there just wasn't humor like humor would have been really misplaced in this k-drama and yeah. like slow moments where they're eating at subway would have felt too fillerish I mean if they, I guess if they're going to advertise anything super, super hard in a K-drama about serial killers, it should probably be, like, phones and cars and not uh, Papa John's and, <laughs> and coffee. Kipsy. Yeah. But let's have a vote to say that the very last scene of episode 16, where uh, Do Hyun-soo and Cha Ji-won go and pick up Unha from school... And she's like, Papa, I haven't seen you forever. And he's like, I love you. And she's like, I love you. We'll just juxtapose that onto the end of the cliff scene before he gets shot. Because there's no way, there is no way <laughs> that Becky Song took down three police officers within six seconds and then got a gun and shot someone. That is... No, it didn't happen. Hey, goodbye to that scene. We're just gonna put that other scene onto the end there. 
Perfect K-drama, 15 episodes. 15 episodes, no fillers. They just wanted to hurt us with the amnesia, which was interesting, honestly. I will give them that. Like, the idea of someone who spent 15 years of their life lying about who they are, falling in love with the person that they're with, that they thought of as a cover originally, and then losing the memories of falling in love with them and just assuming it... I mean, it's it's kind of going back to square one. But the literally the only thing that makes it interesting is that he was living under a, a different identity for 15 years. If they had done that in any other scenario, I would have been a little bit more, a lot bit more angry. <laughs> a lot more angry because um, that's just some soap opera-ish that we don't need here. I'm somewhere in the middle. Because I think you have a good point. That's a reasonable way to do it, to be like, they're starting their relationship over without any pretenses. He is and always has been Do Hyun Soo. She sees that. She accepts him as he is, and he is never going to lie about that. But at the same time, he finally got over so many emotional barriers within himself in this K-drama and to just take that all away and be like, no, he's regressed to the 20-year-old guy that thinks and has been told all his life that he is a psychopath and he can't feel. So he's that again now. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Chachi Wan put in the hours. You cannot just take that away from her. She put in work. To help this guy see that he is a normal person with normal feelings and he can love. Also, you took that all away. Yeah, some of those scenes that they took away from him, some of those moments that they erased from his memory, are some of the most beautifully heart-aching scenes. And they played out so wonderfully with like with these talented actors giving outstanding performances. Like I think back to... When she first told him he needs to run and get out of there, and then they have the moment on the bridge where uh, he kind of has a meltdown because he realizes that he's been, how hurt she must be after everything, and that just guts him that that he's introduced this pain into her life, and then they have the big honesty night, but that scene specifically... It actually does. It's It stings that they took that away. It's unfair. It's not right. They can't take that stuff away. I arguably uh, was more upset at episode 13, though. Why? It made me so nervous. <laughs> it made me... And especially with the ending and that cliffhanger where they made you think he just had a breakdown and was going to go ahead and hold a knife to his wife's throat. Oh, that was a lot for me to reconcile with after watching all of the aforementioned uh character growth and all of the moments that built up that he actually is, there's nothing wrong with him and he was manipulated and lied to throughout too much of his childhood by really bad people, including his serial killer father. Um, and he got past all of that. And then at the end of that episode, they go ahead and they're like, here's a cliffhanger. He's gonna threaten to murder her. So how does that <laughs> taste? Wife. How does that taste in your mouth while it goes down? How's it, are you swallowing that one okay? No, bud, I'm not. I am upset. I would like to speak to someone about this choice what's happening I don't know it's hard because I'm such a simpleton that I'm like forgive and forget the very <laughs> next scene he's like look this knife can't even cut anything don't worry I'm glad you're on Chajiwan's team of being like no that's pretty unacceptable behavior because <laughs> I'm over here like oh okay no we good let's move on to be fair I was also really mad at her though because I was I was in his camp a little bit wherein no one believes in him. And he finally thought he had one person who would, in like, she, ride or die, you know? That's who she is for him. Because this is the first time in his life he's had that. And then she is, she walks in saying, I gotta arrest you. 
and that hurts. Oh, no, see, I was on both their teams. I love the conversation they had. I think it was episode 14 in the hotel room where he says that. He's like, I thought when everyone else in the world thought I would be guilty, uh, accused me of stuff that I've never done, that you would be the one on my team. And it was so disappointing that you didn't trust me. And she's like, no, that's so unfair. That's not how this works. You cannot continually lie to me and keep things from me. She asked him how many times, like, where did you go last night? And he's like, none of your freaking business. (laughs) And she's like, well, there was a murder in the same district you went to, which I know because I can track your watch. Like, could you just tell me where you went last night? And he's like, no, you don't trust me. It's like, no, that's not fair. That's not how relationships work. I thought that was such a beautiful conversation where she's like, I can't just trust you blindly. Like, you have to talk to me. You have to tell me things. That's how we build trust. And he's like, I never learned those things. Like, they're both coming from very fair places and meeting halfway, like, understanding each other's perspectives. Yeah, that's some adult shit. Oh, it's so adult. But, yeah. Probably don't threaten your, your wife. I don't know. It's It always comes back to him being raised by a serial killer in a broken home that's just like you have to excuse so much of his bad behavior and I guess we can it's just are always our uh play on k warning label of just like things can happen in drama land that shouldn't happen in real life if someone threatens your life do not Accept their apology of, sorry, I was raised wrong. I thought that was a good idea at the time. It was fake. Yep, that's a big red flag and you can walk away and you should walk away in real life. But in K-drama land, please- So romantic. So Don't romantic. Leave him. Put, put them on that ship. Push them out to sea. <laughs> Get out to sea. You have to be together. <laughs> e- yeah, I feel like- we should have an entire bonus episode. Maybe it can be, like, Patreon-exclusive content or something. Or maybe we can just do it uh, as part of the baby months. But we should do an episode where we talk about all of the things that no one should accept in real life that's in K-dramas. <laughs> the like, list would be so long. <laughs> it would be so long. It would be a two-hour episode. We would analyze it uh, from a place of... we First... Step one, listen to the Just Break Up podcast to know how people should act in relationships. <laughs> Step two, uh, take everything in K-dramas and tear them apart. I've never listened to the Just Break Up podcast, but it's Raquel prime. swears by it. Yeah, it's prime listening. It makes me feel like an emotionally healthy person for the first time in my life. <laughs> if I can only put into practice the advice that they give. They aren't professionals, but boy howdy, do they give some beautiful, vulnerable, and often funny advice. Mm. Dohyunsu needs that. Yep, she does need that. I feel like they would advise her to just break up. Chajiwan? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's fair. It's so hard, though. Like, yeah, I'm just stuck in K-drama land. Where I was like, he lost his memory. If I was Chajiwan, I would be such a hoe. Like, trying to get that boy back. Yeah, I feel like it's so tricky, though, because if she rewinds to who he was before her, then he's a pretty closed-off person. Like, I don't know what seduction tactics she could use. (laughs) I know. He's so emotionally broken, and they went on such a journey of, yeah, emotional growth and intelligence within their relationship that I know a hair flip would not solve all her problems but just when she's staring at the rain over the city and she's smiling and he's like totally in love with her I was just like just flip that hair girl just flip that hair just do it open, just hoe it up just be like what's up what's that up boy what's good <laughs> unbutton that top button because it's getting a little warm on this <laughs> on this balcony here in the rain in the rain I assume it's a warm rain touch his arm Feel his muscles. <laughs> Wink at him. Smile. Is this how people flirt? 
Is this how people flirt? You're going to do it and you're going to do great. <laughs> this is why I couldn't be in a K-drama. I am problematic. <laughs> we all are if we insert ourselves into K-dramas. In real life, like we said, this behavior doesn't fly. No one's behavior flies. Everyone needs to get away from each other in every K-drama, honestly. <laughs> yeah. But this one especially. Yeah. Ooh, you know what's problematic behavior? Me <laughs> drooling over Becky's song, taking off his mask like a supermodel about to kill Do Su. Like he takes <laughs> off his mask and he does the like sigh thing that I'm like, anyone else would look so stupid doing that. But a K drama actor. This one. Look at him. <laughs> And then he takes off his hat and starts tying back his hair. I was like, do not. You are not allowed, sir. He's unfortunately fine. Um, He also, I know we talked about his hair last episode, but his hair gives me feelings. (laughs) (laughs) And it's hard. I mean, like watching him tie it up, watching him put it down, watching him... I don't know, lay in bed in a coma. It always looked so good. It always looks so good. Are you kidding me? I hate myself, and I hate the casting director. How dare they? Sorry. How dare <laughs> We're supposed to be able to trust beautiful people, right? <laughs> That's how this works, right? <laughs> Even with the blonde wig, it was like, okay, I can see how that dude's a serial killer. But man, you give him the good hair, and then you're like, look at him kill one of your favorite characters. She is so precious and sweet. He might even hurt a child. Oh, he didn't. Apparently that is even beneath his standards. So, um, shout out to people who hurt children. Uh, you're beneath his standards. He tortures people for fun. And you are beneath him. I'm pretty sure people who hurt children don't listen to Play on K. And if they do, they can GTFO. Yeah. If you do, just like therapy. Or prison. And hopefully, hopefully, well, I think a therapist would have to report them to prison. But it might be easier to tell a therapist. And maybe you could. Broken. Maybe you could heal and stop being so broken. So anyway, this took another dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what we're doing here. No. We're gonna backtrack it on up. <laughs> Just rapidly, as quickly as we can go. Um, I thought it was something that you can really only get away with in a South Korean crime show and maybe a, I'd say probably like a Japanese crime show, wherein if someone's in a cage, it's safer to lock them in the cage and give them the key to leave, because probably the the people coming after them don't have guns. Yeah. Uh, if you did that in a U.S. crime drama, everyone would... I, it would be a massive plot hole. No one would believe in your story anymore. A person in the cage would be dead. Yeah. Also, there was, like, this tiny storyline that they didn't really address of Ji-hoon, the youngest officer, shooting... Becky Sung, and they're like, how did his excessive use of force trial go? And you're like, I'm sorry, he shot a serial killer who had just shot someone and still had a gun in his hand, and that's an excessive use of force? Um, I also thought it was funny, though, that the response to how did his excessive use of force trial go was pretty much, doesn't matter, how are you? <laughs> Like, hey, we're a little bit interested. I do care. Just in terms of, like, that was a pretty cut and dry, like, he should have shot him kind of scenario, and I'm wondering if Ji-hoon has to spend the rest of his life in prison. I'm just curious. (laughs) He's a good boy, so if we could go ahead and just give him a nice ending, that would be good. Thank you. Was, I guess he was in the finale episode for, like, a second. They were all cheering over Jesus' trial. Which was a very precious moment of just, like, these three detectives are still buds, and now they're rooting for (laughs) the Doe family. Yeah, against all the odds. 
like it's a baseball game, you know? But instead it's yeah. a trial for if she was acting in self-defense or not. I don't know. Did we need a whole episode on? Like, I I don't know if I have an opinion on it. I feel like I could go on and on about that trial. But the point is, it doesn't matter and we didn't need an entire episode to wrap it up. Yeah, I think that if maybe they had done that episode somewhere, like, back when they were kind of doing, like, a murder of the week for two weeks, if they had somehow managed to wrap it up a little bit more then, I know that then we wouldn't have had the same trajectory, so it wouldn't have worked, but having that be the last episode was a little tricky. I actually, I guess I kind of like that they gave us, I mean, they didn't leave any loose ends, really, which is nice, because they could have just been like, oh yeah, and she goes to prison, whatever, but instead they actually looked at it and looked at his behavior as a kid as well, like, re-examined that, I mean, this whole K-drama has been the slow unfolding that truly he wasn't as bad as everyone said he was, um, and he was just a person who was fed a lot of lies and maybe had some unusual ways of dealing with grief and issues, but not bad in any way. So in that sense that they went back and looked at the remaining issues with his behavior and just said, honestly, actually, he never really did anything. It's not, he's not a bad, he was never a bad kid either. He was just targeted. Uh, that's kind of nice, I guess, is what I'm trying to say in the longest way possible. <laughs> yeah, I feel like his speech to Tajiwan before the trial, when he explains kind of what's been happening and what the public opinion about him is like where it all stands at this point seemed important but it just seems like they could have made episode 15 20 minutes longer and tacked on these scenes of like him explaining public opinion they do a time jump like they do in every drama and he explains yeah the public opinion you see the daughter you see all the other cops you see his sister's trial just finished and she's going to study abroad or something (laughs) that was weird that was a weird conclusion to her storyline but I guess I'll accept it she deserves to live her life she deserves to live her life I will never forgive her for not loving Moochin which I know is so unfair again it's like drama land versus reality where in reality I would never be like you have to love him that is not right you are not allowed not to but in drama land I'm like he's loved you since fourth grade and I feel like you have feelings for him that you are refusing to address could you please give the man a chance could you please just go on like one date I feel like she's doing Do Hyun Su's thing of like I am not worthy of being loved, and so I will separate myself from the person who loves me so that he can be free. And I'm like, we're tired of that storyline. Can we pick something else? Having a serial killer dad really messes up your sense of of self-esteem. I hate it. It's (laughs) stupid. They show the mom in prison. That's cool. The dad in an asylum. That's fine. That's also fine. Um, uh, and then the finale. Done. Done. There you go. And it was beautiful. The families reunited. Wow. No amnesia. Wow. Yeah. I mean, some amnesia, but I guess we've got to... I guess the loving your kid never really leaves you, even if you've forgotten that you ever had a kid. I say we cut the amnesia storyline altogether. Yeah. Okay. No episode 16. Okay, so no amnesia finale. Done. Done. Can you hear the people right outside my window? I cannot. Okay. They're coming up on the microphone. Oh, dang. Well, it'll come out in post. Everything will come out in post, except the fact that I've been sitting so fucking far away from my mic this whole time. Oh, no. What? I don't know. Any thoughts on the last four episodes? Um, okay. I'm just going to read through my notes, and we are going to address them. Okay. We're starting over. We're starting the episode over. We're starting the episode over. So episode 13, a note I want to address that's really stupid, I know. How do you peel tape when you're wearing gloves? So Do Hyun Soo touched the tape 
and got a fingerprint on it that was then used to wrap up the housekeeper, Mrs. Park. You assume that to not get his own fingerprints on it, Becky Sung wore gloves. Have you ever tried to peel any kind of tape wearing gloves? And how did that go? Plot hole. Plot hole. I figured this whole show out. What a joke. I, okay, now I kind of want to do a science... We all know I'm not going to. It would be far more effort than <laughs> I've put into any one of my days since quarantine. But if anyone wants to go ahead and run a quick experience, toss on some latex gloves or some leather gloves or just whatever gloves you have around the house. The bigger the gloves, the less successful this experiment is going to be. Just keep that in mind. Try and peel some tape. <laughs> just try any tape. Even scotch tape, see if that works. It won't. That's insane. Plot hole. Boom. Most important note from episode 13. All right, moving on. Episode 14. (laughs) A lot more notes here. So Dohesu and Kimujin get the move-in trope. Were you a little bit excited for that? Yeah, it didn't last long, did it? Lasted about one day, and they showed us six seconds of them living together. What's the point of a move-in trope if you're not going to use it? Make them sleep in the same bed. Do it. Do it. You cowards. The couch is all wet. I don't know why. <laughs> Someone spilled coffee on it. <laughs> Whoops. I guess they we... have to sleep in the same bed. Oh, there's coffee all over the floor, too. I can't sleep there. <laughs> Just make something happen. Why are you doing this? They just wanted to use a relationship to hurt us. And they did. That's literally all they did because she almost died and then she left. Like they <laughs> didn't even get together at the end. I don't know. What's the point of all of this? My heart hurts. <laughs> Stupid. Another plot hole that came about in episode 14. They never addressed why... Uh, Domin Suk's death was labeled a suicide when his head was smashed in with a rock. Yeah, I, now I'm wondering if it ever said, and we just didn't catch it, if it ever said how he committed suicide, if it was perhaps he threw himself off a cliff. That's a little bit easier to go with if your head is smashed in. If it was something more like he overdosed on pills, not as easy to get away with when his head is <laughs> smashed in. That's fair. I just, I, I don't know much about forensic science, you know. I only have TV to work with, and at that, only modern TV, where they're like, we can tell his exact time of death and the exact rock that was used, and we're going to actually, you know, use a 3D modeling to reprint the rock so we can find exactly which one it was in the forest. And we know that his head was smashed in with a rock. We gotta get bones on this. You gotta get bones on this. She knows this stuff. (laughs) How did these forensic scientists be like, I don't know, his head's really messed up. Like, and he's at the bottom of a cliff. He must have done it himself. He must have fallen on his head. (laughs) I've never seen anything like it. But he must have just gone straight down onto his head. I mean, when did they find out he was a serial killer? Because it feels like also one of those things where maybe they found out he was a serial killer and they were not too worried about who murdered him. That's fair. Anyone could have done it. Everyone has a motive. Everyone has a motive. We're not going to look into this. He's dead and that's what matters here. So I wrote a note that ended up being kind of mean which was um Cha Jiwan asks Heisu to take her daughter and like babysit her for the night and I was like I'm sorry Heisu is a little bit unstable I don't think you should leave your child with her like she got real desperate if grandma's if one grandma is a murderer accomplice and another grandma is in the hospital, and dad is on the lam, and mom has to find out who is murdering people so dad cannot be on the lam. You know, you find the next anyone, yeah, the next best relative that you maybe trust, but you also know for sure killed someone at one point. 
I guess they made it clear that Do Hyun Soo was much more involved in the child rearing, but in my mind, it's like, there's got to be another kid at the kindergarten that your daughter's friends with, and you could be like, hey, I'm so sorry, this is super rude, can my daughter have a sleepover at your house tonight? I'm trying to catch a serial killer. I'm trying to catch a serial killer, my husband is on the lamb. I feel like that's- You don't a- need to know the details. <laughs> it's a pretty good pitch. It's a pretty good pitch. I feel like moms look out for moms sometimes and they might be like, yeah, of course, like I'll look look out for your kid. I'll take her to preschool in the morning with my kid. Everything will be kosher. Go do your cop work. Yeah, life sounds pretty crazy. Can I make you a sandwich? No? Okay, <laughs> good luck. Drop by Subway on your way back to the station. <laughs> cool phone, <laughs> by the way. But you're like, no, I'll take Heisu. I'm sorry. If, like, she really showed up. That's why the note ended up being poor. Is like, <laughs> when it mattered, Heisu was there. She showed up. She did the hard thing. Oh, yeah. She just went ahead and stood there placidly while she got stabbed, specifically so he wouldn't hurt the baby girl child. Dang. Dang. Okay. Babysitter of the year. You won. You won the award. But, you know, before that, if you had just... <laughs> had to hang out for the night if you were just like take my daughter and take care of her and they were just like chilling at Jin's apartment like drawing yeah she's like showing her pictures of the dead person art she does Uh (laughs) uh-huh like Heisu's kind of a weird choice she's a weird lady (laughs) oh again she came through she came through um, episode 15, we got to see Kim Jin's tape, finally. I get why he felt guilty about that one. Yeah, I get it. I feel like it was a very, very good uh, wrap-up. Like, they didn't leave a loose end. They were like, no, Kim Jin's tape is, like, real, and it's super interesting. But also this show is such a ride that it's like, oh, I don't care about that anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's cool. I was so mad at Kim Woo Jin when he went to the grandparents' house and uh, completely compromised the investigation up until the point where he used his anecdote of that tape to emotionally destroy those parents. I did not see any of that coming. I was like, boy... You better listen to Chajiwan and get out of the house. I thought he was dead. I thought he was a goner. Yeah. And then not only is he like, no, I'm not here to die. He's also like, you're not here to die either. You two need to buck up and deal with the consequences of your actions. You've enabled a serial killer for a very long time. And that sucks. Do you wish he was different or do you just wish you never knew? Ooh. Kim Woo Jin with the hot take. Yeah, okay, okay. That's my favorite uh, shame speech maybe ever given because they were very frustrating. Here's the thing. If your kid's a serial killer, you can love them because they are your kid. You can 100% love them. That is a thing. You cannot enable them. No, love is a tricky thing. And obviously, we don't know much about child rearing Welcome to the podcast. We like to talk about it like we do. Oh, yes. But Classic. It seems like if you think your child is a serial killer, turn him into the police. Mm-hmm. That's actually the right thing to do for him and for all the people he could potentially murder. Just put him in prison. Don't stab him. Just pre- do not stab <laughs> don't him. Don't stab him. <laughs> don't stab him and don't let him keep doing it. Do not cover it up for him. Don't do either of those things. None of those things is the right option. Go ahead and just call the cops. Bring them the evidence you found. The very compelling thumbnail evidence that you found. Ew. And, um, you know, just save everyone a headache. Just some quick parenting advice. Yeah. Like I feel like that's our best parenting advice yet. <laughs> If your kid is a serial killer, we've got you covered. <laughs> You're going to have to turn him in. Sorry. Sorry about it. The scenes on the cliffside that there were a million of for a very long time, I am scared of heights. So maybe 
it was my fear of heights. Maybe it's that I'm nauseous all the time anyways, but I was like, y'all, I'm getting vertigo. I cannot watch you guys run so close to the cliff edge right now. Especially the way that Big Hee-sung was running. It was reckless. It was reckless. Stay away from the cliff if you can't run like a person. If you're injured. (laughs) Yeah. If your artery is cut in your thigh, perhaps stop running around the cliff edge that's covered in loose dirt. You're making me nervous. I hate God, this. you're a monster for this and this alone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was such a cool scene, like watching Do Hyun Soo's spiral out of control and be crazy. I don't know. It was very in line with his character, I thought, of like a man who finally figures out that he is capable of love. After being told all his life that he's not capable of that and potentially he's capable of murder. Tables turn. He loses his love. He finds out for sure I'm the person that everybody says I was. I'm gonna do a murder. Yeah. I really That's wanted so sad. I really wanted him to um call off his murder before he was caught by the police, you know? I think that would have been a little bit more meaningful for the character they were trying to build. But that's just me, I'm not a writer. But if he had, you know, dug the knife into the dirt next to his head like he did with the guy before, or something, before the cops arrived, before there was a compelling reason not to, (laughs) other than he's just not a murderer, but that, like he would be shot or his wife is alive but simply just at the end of the day that's not him but i guess maybe what they're trying to say is that he's a monster without her i don't i don't know if i like that as much but yeah you've got a good point that's fair and i don't ever appreciate the storyline of oh my child lost a parent how about they lose two today yeah That's also very rough, you know? Like, you remember your daughter at this point. You do not have the amnesia yet. Let's consider how this would affect her if you went to prison for murdering someone. She's got no parents now. Don't do that, bud. Hey, bud. Please. Don't do that. (laughs) You have a daughter. You have a daughter. I'm here to once again remind you of parent- I'm here to once again give you parenting advice. Don't do a murder if you suspect that your significant other is dead because your child doesn't need to lose two parents. Yeah, but I really liked it. I really liked the spiral and I loved the speech on the cliff's edge where he's like, I can see dead people. There is no way for me to believe that you are alive right now. That was heartbreaking, actually, yes. (laughs) The acting was so powerful and beautiful. All the acting in this show. I think the only time I cried, I was like bawling, was when Cha Ji-won got home and opened the door or uh, her daughter. Oh, yeah. Someday I'll remember her name. Haun. Unha. Like Una. Unha. Thank you. Her daughter Una opened the door and she's just like, so scared and crying and you're like (laughs) my heart oh my god don't make the children cry don't make the mothers cry I was gone but for sure almost cried at the cliff scene where he's like I don't know if I can trust anything right now reality is very distorted for me and I'm having a breakdown those are my final notes. Raquel's been compromised. She cannot speak. Oh no. Um, but that was all I was going to say. We're going to have a bonus episode so we can air out any other thoughts. Yeah, uh, so for our bonus episode, actually, we're pretty excited. We should have... I'm back. I'm back. I've been no longer compromised. <laughs> um, but it's only a matter of time before the good boy dog loses it again. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we're really excited to tell you that um, 
for our bonus episode, we've got a very special bonus. So get hyped, get excited, get ready, and we'll tell you all about it next week. Yeah! Until then, you can find all of our episodes on our website, playonk.com. Yeah, you can sign up for the newsletter there and find a link to our Patreon, which is directly patreon.com slash playonk. We've got bonus content up there. We've really reorganized it. There's a couple of tiers, a new one that we haven't named yet, plus some (laughs) other stuff. Um, And yeah, go check that out and see what we're up to there. Yeah, we are on a few different platforms a few different streaming platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Blueberry. And if you find us on those and you leave a rating and review, we would appreciate it so much as it would help other listeners to find us. And it would just be really nice just to get some feedback. Yeah. Um, and then we also are on a couple of places for social media. If you want to chat with us there, we're on iTunes. I Instagram, Instagram. Wow. Okay, that's who I am. Instagram is at Play on K Podcast, and Twitter is at Play on K. Check us out there. Uh, we post when you know, just whenever there's a reason to post. Yeah, we post when we feel like it. Not super consistently. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's it. I hope you enjoyed. Oh, email. That's why I was like, there's something missing. Okay. <laughs> If you enjoyed Flower of Evil as much as we did, we love to harp on it. I hope we didn't too much in this episode because I think we both absolutely adored this show. Yeah, it's very good. A very good show. Um, Email us, playonkpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think. Yeah, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for that super special bonus. Yay! Goodbye!